0: We launched it on Product Hunt in a bit more than a year. We had 1 million AR. People, Go, SoftBank, Google Cloud is now one of our biggest customers. Storytelling, selling is so much community because people follow you. And I just danced for two hours. I got kicked out at the end from
1: the club. What is up, everyone? I'm your host, Chris, and you're listening to Nonlinear, the podcast in which we uncover these strategies, hacks, and decisions high-achieving young professionals using 2023 20, plus to design careers they love. In this episode, I speak with David Chevalier, CEO and co-founder of the tech sales company Surf in Paris. David and his CTO and co-founder, Romain Genestu, bootstrapped the company until they hit 1 million ARR and then raced around. This episode is so special because you get to know David on a very intimate level. It's not only about how they bootstrapped the company, found their first clients, tested via Facebook groups, then upscaled to larger clients, but it's also about who David is as a person and how this shape serves as a company. When you deal with David, whether in real life or in this podcast, you basically enter his bubble, which is characterized by warmth, authenticity, and playfulness, and results in a super creative space. I'm super happy to be able to present you this convo. Let's jump right in. Hey, David, awesome to to have you online with us.
0: Hi, Christian, pleasure to be here. Many greetings from rainy Paris.
1: What's up in Paris
0: these days, David? Uh was yesterday at a conference from Jeremy G. Guyot, um, That's kind of the, the gross guy here in Paris. Super nice, bunch of, uh, I think, 100 gross people. Um was a very nice talk of the VP of Adobe. And it was just super crazy because these guys <laughs> just um, got the hypnotiseur, um mm. into the event. So and I never saw that. I never saw live hypnosis. And just left and right of me, like all the, the people were falling, um, and uh, it was interesting. And then uh, they put them in a stage of, "Hey, you're in a in a rocket ship at the moment. It's getting started." Uh, so very startup scene, you know. Uh, but it was very fun, and uh, no, met met some good guys. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's see. Did you feel the hypnosis? No, actually. Um, I was a bit afraid to be honest and um also i didn't get it fully because um i mean the, the event was in french so and you know i have a french name but actually i'm from germany mm. so uh, my french is not that proper that's why yeah just um you know me i did networking all day long um
1: and yeah maybe you're lucky man you don't know what type of contract this guy sold sold the crowd
0: maybe maybe i don't know but it it just looked crazy people um he then said, like, hey, OK, you you're now opening up your eyes and you see the whole crowd naked. And um, then they were like on the on stage, they were like super shy because it was super weird for them. Like, I don't know if they saw us naked, but um, yeah, putting people into that position and hypnosis for me, like oh, it's unknown. Uh, it's, uh, uh,
1: yeah, it sounds like you're, you're having a blast over there in Paris. Hey, David, there's like a gazillion topics the two of us could cover. Mm. Um like before the call, of course, we had a brief chat. I wrote a brief list of topics we could speak about. I think one memory, uh, which uh, let's, let's just start with where it all started. And it's probably the flight back from SF, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I remember it was 15th of March or something, mm. um, which was the first time we've met. Um, it was just the start of COVID. So I remember the atmosphere. No one was really knowing what is it, what is that, and everyone was like, when someone is coughing in the in the plane, was like, whoa, um, which was very interesting atmosphere if you remember. And uh, the fun thing was, we just were like, all right, we can now for the, I don't know, what was it, fourteen hours of flight, um, just do nothing and try to sleep, or we just make a. A big party out of it, and um, it was it was fun because we all went then into one one row, um, got in touch with the with the flight uh, attendant, and um, I think we were almost drinking the whole bar there, which was quite a fun. Um, and yeah, that's how we how we met the first time actually, um, and that was also kind of the start uh, for us at Surf. Um, I think it was one week before we when we came up with the idea. Um, and started working on it. So yeah, uh, fun, Funny because you have been the whole way since uh, through three years, like
1: uh, almost in the driver's seat with us. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, in the, in the back seat rather. In the, hey, in um, the seat. and that's that's maybe even spend time back even further. <laughs> like mm. you originally, like you originally studied finance, or did you study finance? Um,
0: I did um, in my bachelor program, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you worked like for five years in a bank. I mean, we've privately spoken about the story so many times, but I still think it's super interesting for the audience. Hmm. And then at some point you decided to do this master's at AGC to sw- swap onto entrepreneurship. Hmm. Like what happened there? And then what happens to, like, to the incubation of then Leadjet <clears throat> back then? so yeah like maybe we don't have to go back too long but like just this kind of like just i'd love to catch your yeah like your idea ideas and thoughts on this so
0: yeah um i don't know how i landed in, in finance and in banking um because me as a person i'm on the creative side rather so this was completely like different for me but i always was interested somehow um in in finance and um we started when we were 17 Shout out to Bakai, Moritz Funk. Uh, I know these guys are also now in the the startup scene uh, in Berlin and and Munich. We started um, with Tradity. So it was a trading community. Uh, When we were 17, we uh, loved to play um, trading stock market games like the Handelsblatt Börsenspiel for everyone who knows it in Germany. Uh, One day they've cut it and um, we've gone quite high in, in their rankings as a group. Um, and then we thought, okay, they've cut it, but actually, no one teaches you about finance at school. Um, let's, let's, let's create a program. And uh, let's do a, a game and have a kind of playing component and uh, give it out to pupils uh, for learning purpose. And it was the start of tragedy. And there was the start maybe of the first little entrepreneurial project, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, because um, I also took the time after high school to, to work on it and in a gap year because I didn't know what I want to do and everyone else was already, yeah, I go to Australia for work and travel. Um, I don't know, I study law. And I was like, fuck, I, I don't know. And everyone else was then pressuring you. What is up with David? Like, he doesn't know where he belongs to, etc. cetera. And um, mm. I think due to the game, because it got quite some success, 15,000 users in Germany at at, at schools, Um, and we had some banking banks as sponsor. So somehow they lured me in. Okay, it would be the next logical step. You kind of worked on a on a social trading game. Now you move into banking, and that was a fun ride. Um, It was a very good learning curve. I love my team. Um, I switched quite quickly from M and A because I hated. Sitting in the office, just working on PowerPoint slides, even though I could use my kind of creative thinking and design for <laughs> for checking if if the fonts are right <laughs> and every slide <laughs> and if, the, if everything is in line, I still do that sometimes when we do presentations, which is uh, crazy because yeah. startup presentations, honestly, no one no one cares that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to switch, and I switched to leverage finance. Um, then, which was a bit nicer for me, because um, you had this on-site visits. Even when you were young, you were allowed to go out of the office uh, because um, when you finance, uh, I don't know, takeover deal, um, then you need to, to have a look um, what you're financing. So we went to the Allianz Arena, the Bayern Munich Stadium. We went uh, also to, um, there was a private flight company. And, you know, these guys, they know how to treat bankers because obviously they're financing the project so then you get for free a private uh, a private jet flight then you get for free um, like a bunch of another company candles uh, a visit of the stadium so that was fun um and I, I earned good money and I was um taken care of in that sense uh, quite good yeah but uh, after two and a half years in I was like hmm. um sure different different projects different numbers but Stays very the same, so I, I didn't feel like the curve was was high anymore. So I wanted to to break out and see what I can do next, even though I loved my team and Frankfurt at the time. Um, so yeah, and then Miko, good friend of ours as well, uh, because we studied with him. He was just calling me, hey, um, why not coming to HEC? Because he did with you already the, the master in management. So he passed the first year, and then. Um, had a second year where you need to go into specialization. He said, you have one week of time to apply for HEC. Um, and then it would be nice to, to have the last year study together here in Paris. Spontaneous as I am, why not? Let's go, uh, let's try it. So we have five days and I needed to get two recommendation letters from my ex-professors. I wasn't the best student, so, um, but luckily they remembered me. Um, I was asking them, hey, I need them in kind of 24 hours. They were like Are you completely crazy. Um, and, you know, they're professors, so they're not. Not all the time, like very active and quickly, um, but they were for me, and that was so nice of them. So thank them a lot because um, they got all my documents together. And then I um, had the interview at RGC. Remember that one as well, because it was all in French and I, uh, I can't speak French besides the name. And the guys were like, um, like, okay. The interview was in French. Uh, sorry, but what do you want to do? And I said, let's flip the coin. Let's let's have you challenge me in English. How about that? So he didn't prepare for English questions, but I want to see how he do the transition. And then they were like, whoa, who's this motherfucker German guy
1: here? Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you were in the interview. They yeah. are interviewing you for Agence. Yeah. And they are interviewing you in French. Yes. And you were saying it was the yeah, an entrepreneurship
0: saying... program. And this was 50 years taught in, in French. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And why like and then you say, let's do the interview in English. Yeah. And what's mind blowing about this?
0: Um, because I think from the attitude I had, um, you know, there were very like old jury. They were like um, you sometimes you, you have been in France as well. when you sometimes you can have the appearance of, um, yeah, you don't speak our language, sorry, what do you want here? And then I said, um, yeah, um, I think you haven't been challenged today. Um, so all your prep in your, in your French questions, uh, I want to, I want to have them in English now. So, so let's, let's really flip the coin and see uh, if you can challenge me <laughs> as much as you can do in French, also in English, I want to test you kind of, and then they were like, okay, this is palsy from this guy. Um, and then, uh, they had some, some questions in English and at the end, we had a super good time and we're chatting for longer and uh, at the end I got in but um yeah that was uh, the journey to Paris and from there in the program um yeah I've met my co-founder Omar
1: yeah I mean it shows it shows already lots what you just said about you as a character um, so you're super creative I don't know if the if, if you can hear this already from from listening to the past bit you're like certainly one of the most creative if not the most creative person i know like visually and uh, and idea wise you are a pure people person and i think what i just heard also is that you like what's i think inspiring about you is your sense of awe which you keep mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. an authentic sense of awe so you do you can basically like we've all spoken to people who are like, I, oh, yeah, I switched this job because I was feeling so unhappy and this mm. and that, and that, like, for instance, also me at sometimes, right. Mm. Whereas you kind of like seem to find valuable stuff in everything, which is super, super cool. Mm. And, um, yeah, Hey, then just fast forward. So you're in this masters and because I would, I would really love to gain, gain, gain yeah. speed now, uh, accelerate onto how you actually bootstrapped serve then so how mm-hmm. did surf came up uh, or Leadjet? because surf is just a rebranding again which you yeah. uh, nicely did in the past year and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so so what's the background there maybe what are your web design skills what what role did they play there etc yeah
0: yeah um so yeah during the masters to kind of aim is to start a company um and we have been to the us we have been in berkeley it's uh, at the end how how we got to know each other as well and Romain, my co-founder, who's uh, coding since he's 12. I don't know what I did with 12. Probably <laughs> not that. Probably still in my in my soccer game and uh, tennis. Uh, but he's an unbelievable character and, and, and smart person. Uh, he's 26, by the way, so he's three years younger. But it feels like he's older than me because he's so mature. Um, so I've met Roma during the studies. And um, they came up to me, um, Jeremy, back then, which was our third co-founder but he left before we launched, um, came up with the idea, okay, we all need to do customer discovery here, the customer discovery in this program. So interview 100 people in the, in the Bay area, and we need to get all the contacts and all the messages. Um, we've, we've been, uh, exchanging with them, mostly on LinkedIn, because, you know, we didn't know anyone that was starting of COVID. So we couldn't have in-person interviews. Um, we need to get that into a CRM for, for our program managers. Um, and everyone was doing it manually. Damn, 100 contacts, copying, pasting all the messages, takes hours. You probably know it as well as you have been in a BDR at Google. Um, so he said, I don't want to do that for 100 times. I will program a shortcut. that helps me getting these contacts in one click and all the contact information into the CRM all right um he did it and then um he thought together with Jeremy okay maybe here is something then they got to me David what do you think um because you have professional experience I was almost the only one who had professional experience in the master so I felt mm. like I don't know the old dude um <laughs> but they were coming to me and saying um maybe we could uh, we could find a way um to sell that to, to salespeople because they work in a CRM I said, let's do it. Um, and they wanted me to have for positioning branding, um, and also, um, reaching out to, to better users. I said, I'm in first thing was, um, building the website and I'm doing website building since I'm uh, 14. Um, I think because they yeah, always, when I wanted to take a summer job, my dad was like, no, cause my dad is, uh, has his own company as well. You work for, for my company and you do, uh, do you do websites? And I was like. Mm. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm in. And um, so here's a bunch of, of websites and domains um, in the healthcare space. So that's why I, I know how to do a website. And that's uh, what I did back then for, for Lead Chat. And uh, we interviewed 25 uh, people in sales, just going to Facebook groups, saying, hey, we're looking for better testers. Um, we've created a connector between LinkedIn and CRM. Who's in? And then people were reaching out to us, um, yeah, would love to see it, would love to test it. And that's how we got our first customers, um, still customers today. Um, and we've built the product in three months with a billing system, with Stripe behind. So we built the first clients after three months. And I think that's so important. Um, even if your product is shit, it will be always not great because you develop it constantly with the customer. So you're constantly developing and um, I think that's what you need to get like into your mind, because a lot of people just go into the basement and then hide for one year and say, okay, now we have something, uh, but it's so far away from the market. So you need to develop together with the market. And, uh, that's what we did. And that's why we bootstrapped. And then the story was crazy because we just launched it. We were still in our main product for this master, because that was just a side hustle. Um, we launched it on product hunt. From the, from there on, we get a massive traction CRMs wanted to have an integration with us because we just did it for HubSpot. And then in a bit more than a year, we had 1 million ARR without any sales and marketing. So it was completely crazy. And, uh, yeah, that was the, the story, the, the, of the first one and a half years.
1: <clears throat> Boom! This is, this is loco, Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We, we just needed to cut, cut this one. Mm, just uh, had a bit of a. La- laughter attack would probably be the in the English world. I don't know. Yes, I have no clue. Yeah, <laughs> hey, David, what's like, what's super nice, and I actually, so this is what what I'm interested in is like the Facebook group launch, like mm-hmm. when I I've, I've heard of this Facebook launch or Reddit launch and stuff like so many times, and um, like who the hell is on Facebook who needs a CRM tool?
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's crazy. That's true, but honestly, on Facebook. I don't know how it's now because it was two years ago, almost three. Um, but there's a bunch of sales groups. Um, I think we tapped into the, the group of, um, sales in France or something like this. Um, so there's a big community and you must also understand Facebook in France, the Facebook messenger is, uh, the number one used messenger, um, in France, I think before WhatsApp, um, all during my studies, all the people were only on Facebook messenger. So maybe that's why in France it's a, it's a bit different situation and there yeah. were a lot of, uh, active, active sales groups. Um, so yeah, that's why it's, it's it really worked fast and there were top notch people also from, from top notch companies. Um, because yeah, who reaches out on Facebook, eh? you reach out on email on LinkedIn or wherever, but not on Facebook. So maybe, um, we should look at it again and tap again into it. But back uh-huh. then it was really good. It was really
1: good for us. um, and- Hey, anyways, and then I, like, I mean, one of the, one of the points where we actually connected, I, I, where we connected again, which is also what you said earlier, like I've been, or we've been kind of like seeing each other on the journey, like every couple of months was then in mm. Berlin, like when you were fully bootstrapping, right? So up until this 1 million ARR, I think, and mm. um, how was this time for you? Like, did you already know, okay, it's probably going to work out? And was the traction there from day one or like, what, what was it like, you know?
0: No, definitely not. I uh, just needed to, to laugh because uh, when you said Berlin, I remember have a few pictures in my head. It was uh, just so maybe, maybe let me explain it shortly because I was, I was going to Berlin um, because I was eight months working from home, starting the company. And I think uh, my parents were like, okay, we only see you for lunch and dinner. Um, maybe I wouldn't do it like this because we were so much into, we were crazy. Um, we were working all day and night long. And Roma and I, we got into a competitive game. So it was only the two of us. But Roma was like, damn, published, uh, uh, launched this in product. Uh, um, version 2.0, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, launch the website. Um, I am embedded um, whatever this in this affiliate program. And he was like, okay, I embedded the Stripe. Um, so it was a crazy um, game we have been playing for the first eight months. Mm. um but it got us so much further. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I would have the the strength uh, now again because it was COVID. We couldn't do anything else. Um, just just sitting at home uh, and uh, sometimes calling with our friends and eating. Um, and and we just yeah worked on on, on surf for the, for a chat back then for the eight months. And I was just seeing my parents for for lunch and dinner. So maybe I wouldn't do it the same way. But back then it really pushed us forward and then a friend of mine um, said okay do you want to have a switch maybe um after the first wave of covid um why not come to to Berlin I have a flat uh, for you uh, above his flat I was like damn that's so nice they're living with your friends your your friend is uh, living downstairs you're living upstairs and mm. uh, you remember because Christian was coming also for a week he was coming here and there um, and the first thing when you arrived to the flat was with your with your big luggage. And you, you opened the <laughs> luggage and we had another friend, Lucas, Lucas, who is in the wine, spirits and liquor <laughs> business. So completely off. This guy is completely somewhere else. And uh, you, were, you were opening your luggage and had a big LCD screen. Uh, in there. And I was, I was like, what the fuck? It was just your LCD screen and a bunch of boxer shorts and, that, and a cup, two, three shirts. And I was like, okay. And then you were like, just, just short, guys, just short, so that we get things sorted. Tomorrow I start at seven. Uh, so where can I, <laughs> where can I install my 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 screen and, uh, and, and, and my mouse and stuff? And <laughs> Lucas was looking at me like, damn it! I started the wider streets business at ten. This guy is really
1: <laughs> he's committed.
0: And I said, yeah, okay, you can go into this corner, Lucas. He just slept, I think, for the first two hours when you were starting to work, just next to you and on a sofa bed. And I was then going into the bathroom. And um, yeah,
1: this was crazy. Yes, this was yeah. crazy. This was nice, or yes. well, not crazy, but it was just yeah. like super fun. Yeah, exactly.
0: It was it was a fun fun flat, and um, I was working then on the on the washing machine, and I did fundraising. I did fundraising back then, if you remember, for our seat round from the bathroom. So, wow. yeah, there was um, crazy times. And, um, yeah, I was and while starting,
1: I, mm, Like, while I was doing calls in the living room and they actually paid out, right?
0: No, just the um, fun, just the... Yeah, yeah, I think we we can mention a company here. But, uh, so, yeah, it paid out with Google Cloud, actually. Um, I mean, uh, when you look back, you will anyway find that you have been in BDR there. Um, so, <laughs> you... Can, <laughs> so I think it's... Don't be spooky or something. It's... Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's very transparent and, um, yeah, Google cloud is now one of our biggest customers, um, actually. And I remember because you were saying, yeah, okay. I give you an intro, etc. I didn't know if something will get out of it. So yeah. And, um, Google is now one of our, our biggest customers actually, um, biggest supporters as well with Google. We actually got with our product also to the next stage, um, which is now kind of, uh, we call a waterfall effect, email phone enrichment um, for for big go-to-market teams. And it uh, took us a while, I think almost a year, but uh, you made back then the intro. And um, this was also paving the way for more bigger customers because now we have also AWS, Uber, Bolt, SoftBank, and a lot of companies are asking us, young companies, damn, you are three years in the company or Mm. back then two years. How can you close these big deals? And um, you remember, I'm I'm not the best kind of teacher explaining myself because maybe I'm the creative side and that's why I sometimes have a harsh time to find the, the, the how do you say, a red line. Mm-hmm. But you were actually um, saying that to me when you were in, in France. Um, what you should do now next in product is kind of productizing your approach. And Mm. our approach, how to get the big clients, is due to warm intros. That's how I did sales. I never was in sales um, in my life. I just saw it from my dad. My dad is in sales since 40 years. This guy is crazy. He once sold a Boeing. I even don't know how can you get to sell a Boeing um, plane. And (laughs) this guy was also selling once a hospital and then insuring it. So I learned a lot from him and I saw it, but I never learned the actual sales job. So uh, maybe I'm a people person and that helped me help me too. Um, but it was warm intros, um, how we get our, our biggest clients and what we're trying to do now is that we take your existing CRM data, matchmaking it with LinkedIn data, find connections between your current customers and potential prospects. And then thanks to AI, help in in, in messaging um, mm. and getting a warm intro. So um, I think this is also then the best story you can tell because it's authentic, uh, it's your story, and you are kind of enabling now more people to live kind of the same story and also sign uh, a bunch of bigger clients thanks to this warm intro approach. Um, I see it with so many companies here in Paris. Take Lemless, for instance. This guy is great at writing email. So I'm now creating a software help you write better emails. Same as Lavender guys in the in the US. Um, I think when you when you get to this point where you um, go into storytelling, selling um, based on your on your own approach, this unlocks so much. This unlocks so much community because people follow you. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, what we see with these big B2B companies who are have early traction. A kind of early builder community is, is due to that is due to productizing your approach. So let's say you have in your CRM a customer, which is the VP sales of Volkswagen. Um, yeah. There may be a high likelihood that this guy is also connected to the VP of sales from Porsche. and then you ask your existing customers from Warm Intro, it's the same ICP idea customer profile. Um, so there's also a, maybe a high likelihood that they will become customers as well. And you want to grow from your existing customer base and want to have lookalikes because they have the, the biggest, uh, your biggest customers often have the biggest retention. Um, so, and that's what we are now productizing this approach of um, warm intro selling and having more intense. And I think for a company, this is why companies fly. Um, let's say Lavender which were very prominent recently. So Lavender is basically helping you write better emails thanks to AI. These guys in a short time have a, I think on LinkedIn, 50,000 followers. They have a, um, a huge community because they tell their own story. They were in sales and they had a hard time writing the best emails uh, who get uh, that get replies. So this guy was saying, okay, I kind of, for myself, um, created a formula where I get to high replies. And now I'm productizing this approach. So he created Lavender. Same with Lemlist. Um, This guy was also great at writing emails at scale. Um, In four years, they reached 20 million ARR because they have a huge community and follower base. People buy people and stories and not products. And I think this is so important to learn. Try to... See how you do yourself and your own approach. See if you can productize that, because that's the best story you can tell, and then sell. Um, so yeah, I think that's behind all this productizing.
1: Yeah, amazing. And hey, speaking of, pro- I mean, we could we could of course dive deeper. However, like speaking of productizing yourself, I think one of the or basically doing what you love. Like one of the most recent cool things which you did is that like rebranding of Leadjet back then. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like you also, I know I even business right. I also like the, <laughs> I also like the, the private parts about your, your story and everything, but I think this story yeah. of how you did the rebranding, this is actually really cool. Right. It's not that you mm. were like, Oh yeah, I took 50 K and I hired an agency and they did the rebranding for me. No, like, like the story is actually cool.
0: Yeah. For me, I think yesterday I, I just read on LinkedIn from the, the founder, of, um, of Chili Piper that why do get why do CMOs get fired after a year in, in startups? Because for CMOs, it's actually sure it's it's about like channels, where do you position yourself, etc. But she said don't underestimate the power of brand. The problem is why CMOs get fired is because they don't have the, the commitment in terms of brand and culture they need from the founders. So the CMO is left alone. Here, this is your brand. Organize now <clears throat> a bunch of dinners, kind of create a, a bunch of um, kind of uh, Azana cards and um, organize events. But if the founder is not bought in and have the commitment to transfer the brand and culture, it never it never gets to a flying point in terms of marketing. I think this is so important to understand also when you hire CMOs that you need to be aligned with them and that you are <clears throat> as a fa- <clears throat> and that you are as a founder the biggest advocate of your brand. So that's why when we did the rebranding for me, it's important not to buy um, and not to go to an agency and, and and buy for your branding for your name. I want to create. The name, the story based on our own story. So now you may say, surf, um, you're not a big surfer, David. Uh, you, you're coming from soccer and tennis. That's true. But I, when I first time um, was surfing, because I'm coming from the north of Germany, a friend of mine uh, took me out and it was more longboarding. Um, I saw a lot of parallels between surfers and sellers. So as a surfer you go out you face waves and you face a lot of rejections it's the same as a seller you go out you try to cold call and you have a lot of rejection so you have a lot of downers. but once you hit that wave and you ride that wave once you hit that sale, it's the best feeling ever and when i experienced the first time riding a wave i thought i could fly and um, so I think this is the same for, for when you hit your first big deal. It's the same adrenaline you have. And once you've been a surfer, I think you stay a surfer for your life. It's that as a community, that lifestyle. It's the same with a seller. I never uh, saw um, a seller who did it just for, for two years. Okay. Maybe, maybe because he or she was not successful, but all my friends, they're a seller by person. Um, so they are seller for their whole life and this parallel. Um, was was getting me to the to the name getting us to the name of, of surf and um, then of course you have the the little gimmicks which make your brand uh, emojis you can send uh, the chili piper guys they always send a little chili we have the emojis of little waves it's the little things that stick to your head and make a difference also in calls for instance we often say sales because you have the the the, the calling symbol you know you put your 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 thumb to your ear and the other to your mouse, but when you flip it, you see sales is much like surfing, and uh, that's like the little things we do in demo calls, which get people excited and um, uh. bought bought in for your brand. Um, besides, there was also connection to product because we we kind of float or we, we surf on top of the existing tools you use, um, and then means. I can I can talk for an hour because you see how excited I am. Um, we can then spin it to onboarding new people um, and all that. Mm. So we have surf camps which we organize with our whole um, uh, team uh, in different places. So I think that's that's the beauty because with Leadjet it was hard for us to find an identity which reflects ourselves, and mm-hmm. um, also there was a Chinese companies. Chinese company who uh, was creating printers. So people in support were reaching out. Hey, um, I need a new toner. <laughs> so our CSM teams were like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, that's why we need to rebrand as well. And I think this new brand reflects us so well. And we see it at conferences everywhere we go. We created the big surfboard. We just smuggle it into conference as a gross hack. Um, walk around at the conference. People come to us, approach us, want to take pictures. Why the, how are you are you walking here with a surfboard that the beach is over there, guy? Um, so yeah, it's it's these things which which makes gives you an identity, and it's what I love. Um, yeah,
1: you know what's super cool about you? And then also, by the way, slowly getting into the wrap up of the conversation. Um, like surf you and your company. It's not only that Roman and you and this is an entirely different point now. you are so complementary it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm currently co-working with another like very, very early stage founder couple friends of mine, whatever. Couple not in mm-hmm. a romantic sense, a yeah. co-founder couple. And I also see it with them. Like they're also like character-wise so complementary. I think for you and romance it's actually even more extreme. And st- yeah. still Or not still, but like what's so remarkable around surf, also when I'm at your company, although, and when I'm in Paris, although you work hybrid or remote even, like the the flair which you have in this company is unparalleled. And I've worked for so many firms, right? Like just open up my LinkedIn Mm. and check how many companies I've seen. Like this purity and authenticity and also like, to me, it's this non... Traditional Germanness, hmm. like you are, you, you have this very, very international, cosmopolitan vibe in the company. And it's super, it's also, of course, because it's a product business, right? Probably. Yeah. Uh, but this is like remarkable around uh, about surf. Hey, um, yeah.
0: I think, yeah. Um, for us, so as we started in, in France, um, and I tried to get Romar to Berlin back then, but I saw now he's very comfortable in, in, in France. So, we stay here. Um, I can't speak French, so we needed to build the company from day one international. So have an uh, international branding, have an international communication, etc. And uh, that's why we also have now thirty five percent of our customer base in the US, but we never never targeted market specifically. Um, but I want to say that from day one we needed to learn to work with the German and French culture, and from that day we saw. It was unlocking so much because I was also used to to German German teams. Romar um, was uh, working in French, even um, Ministry Defense uh, Ministry. So that's how we needed to learn to work together, and we we uh, we love that. We get the first intern. He was from Egypt, so another country, another culture to 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 add. And Margaret, now we right? have Margaret, Margaret, amazing guy. Also, um, he he he's just yeah. I was yesterday with him at the event and he's such a natural he's himself so that's why people like to, to talk with him and 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 he's uh, the guy who also expanded the google account to 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 really um, a big ar um but what i wanted to say is we have now in 32 35 people 16 nationalities so we kept kind of adding more and more uh, different cultures because for us it unfolds um, a lot um, it's really a pleasure to work uh, together. Of course, at the beginning, you need to find kind of one um, certain um, um, umbrella to work to work under. But we love that everyone gives their own culture into it. So um, yeah, we see just 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 little things um, how how Margaret uh, talks with the people, uh, how I I talk. For instance, you know, we Germans have a very direct approach. You know, um, where the the most far I don't know if you have. If you have read culture map, the most far is the, the Asian culture. So how can we work inside a company when this one guy is very direct in, in his communication and the other person is very far away? Because mostly the Asian culture first digests for two to three weeks and then let it out. So, um, we needed to learn that. Definitely it was not easy, but, um, I see so much more beauty. Uh, now is it and now people, um, we have a kind of an advantage in Paris for hiring because we have a lot of French, French companies and the internationals who come to Paris, um, can have a place to work and can have a stay. So we kind of get very great talent from outside. Um, yeah. And it's, that's yeah, such it a great story.
1: Me. Uh, I mean, your chief, your chief of staff, even Dylan, <clears throat> right. She's also not purely French. I think she's half no. Singaporean or something,
0: uh, American as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Yeah. And what's so beautiful about this, just one more thought, is that like in two or three years or maybe even now, like you could do a case study about the company Mm. and be like, oh yeah, they have this advantage because they are like this Mm. French German international team. But it's like, to me, the fascinating thing occurs actually at T zero. So the moment Mm. you get to know Romain, the moment they ask you to build the website, and then the moment you stick together, although the third co-founder leaves and you launch the product despite cultural differences, despite living in a remote world, despite not being like probably not being a hundred percent confident yet in each other Mm. knowing, Hey, is this person actually giving in what I'm giving in? Like, this is crazy.
0: Mm. I think we share the same values. Um, There was the, the first common ground where we can always rely on. We said from day one, let's be totally honest. doesn't matter what happens in our private or professional life. Um, we went to a bunch of questions at the beginning. What's our personal, professional goals? Um, where do we want to see this going, etc.? So that we really align on this basis. And we constantly just do founder days. Founders off. <laughs> all in our companies say, ah, founders off. they go somewhere in France and drink uh, red wine again. Uh, but it is like this, yes. Uh, drink red wine with your co-founder and talk about all the stuff uh, you don't talk about uh, during the day. So I think that's so important to to sync on that and we always can rely on each other. Um, he's completely different. He's very, um, organized. Um, he's very great in, in management where I'm more on the, on the leadership side and on the creative side. Um, so that's, that's perfect also for us to kind of set our boundaries and we exactly know he's working on that. I'm in charge of that. And, um, the great thing is we don't need to to think sometimes because we, we, we know what the other is thinking. So we don't kind of need to update us on on some uh, meetings because I know exactly what Roma would do. Um, so yeah, that's uh, also the beauty. I think um, I see also founder couples, so we'll get back to the romantic scene again here, um, who uh, start as, uh, as friends, which makes it uh, quite hard because, um, you need to juggle friendship and, and professional ship, um, mm-hmm. professionalism. So for us, it started different. It started as, a <clears throat> uh, as in, in doing study. So I study colleagues and then I would say a kind of friendship to a, to a very healthy level, uh, got created. Um, and yeah, I think we got lucky. We got lucky. Um, and that's why I did the program as well because, um, Half of the people were engineers in the program. Half of the people were business. So it uh, was easy to, to start a company because you have all the, um, all the, all the things you need to, to, to start. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Once you build this layer of trust and you actually want to, want to, want to build something. Hey, David. Um, before we do the triple XL, hour talk for our cinema version, of this mm-hmm. um of this condo.
0: Extended. i was recently going to watch the extended version of a lot of the rings again but yeah. <laughs> nice which one
1: all three or like
0: no yeah starting the first i was when i was younger i was going to the cinema to watch all three extended so 12 mm-hmm. hours in the cinema i don't know mm-hmm. i would never do that again especially not now because we have bedbugs bugs in paris in the cinemas mm-hmm. so i want to take them home but uh, mm-hmm. it was a vibe, you know, you just slept maybe for an hour in the cinema, you got a pizza in the cinema, You just watched uh, a lot of the rings, I mean, it was beautiful.
1: This doesn't happen anymore, really, right?
0: No, no, unfortunately not. I would I love, would but uh, yeah.
1: But this is also a side of you, which we didn't cover now, but again, this is <coughs> the extended cut then at some point, <laughs> like you're also a big Star Wars geek, you got to know Romain while playing magic cards, actually, in the <coughs> bus.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So I'm. Um, uh, when I was younger, I was um, still now. I'm interested uh, in so many things because, um, yeah, I mean, life um, has so many different opportunities and, and why just, uh, I don't know, be having a certain interest in finance. I want to learn why do people love art? I don't know. Um, I think the, what's most important is when people have a passion and I want to learn why they have a passion for that. Um, so yeah, that's why I was always in the, in the, in the soccer team on the sports side. Um, I was com- on a very high competitive level, having fought five times uh, soccer per week. And, um, I thought I, I will make it to the Bundesliga, but, uh, I didn't have the, the biggest talent, more, more the will. And then I was playing theater for, for five years during school as well. Um, indeed I was quite of a big nerd, um. You know, we had all these lawn parties back then. We played magic since I'm in fourth class. Um, still, when I see my friends, we do that. Uh, we had—I uh, <laughs> don't know—I can mention that here: live action role play, which is <laughs> this is the nerdiest it can get. So, where you basically um, go into a forest and um, um, you you dress like a wizard or like a dwarf or whatever, and then you 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 play uh, like battles against each other. I mean, I was not on that heavy side. I was never getting dressed for this, but I just had a kind of a larp's word, which was which was fun back then. And yeah, um, as I was the creative side, as I was a uh, kind of nerdy, still I am. Um, I and I had the passion for for theater. I was like, okay, either it's finance now, or I try my way to go into acting, because all my teachers were like David. He's our big actor at school at theater. He will become an actor. He goes to Hollywood, whatever. Um, uh, and I was like, yeah, I go to Hollywood. I still believe that, to be honest. I still believe one day I, I will go to the US and uh, go there and try my best. Um, to, to, to start, uh, there's, there's no age for age, cut. Um, I think you can always, always do what you, what you want. And if, just if you have the passion. And I went for Star Wars, I went for, for the Star Wars seven casting in London when I was. 18 or 19, um, so just right at the end of the high school, because uh, that's the tradition of Star Wars, They, um, the main cast um, comes, uh, they have an open casting for the main cast, so um, all the actors in the old movies there were not known really. I said, okay, it's my time, I will be one of the main cast, let's go, and uh, then I, I, I went into the line, there were thousands of people, of course, huge Star Wars fan base, so just waiting in the line was fun enough because people were dressed like as wookies or, or whatever and we just had a good time and then i came in i had my little text um, <laughs> i was not even allowed to, to read the text just by the looks just by the looks they said no i was like um uh, like maybe i can be a stormtrooper what role was it what, what role
1: it, was
0: it main cast it was for the main cast it was for the main cast it was an open casting for main cast
1: And main cast means like one of the top 20 roles.
0: Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, So they, uh, you know, like Luke Skywalker. um, You could have
1: been a great Luke Skywalker.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you say no. I mean, I have at home one of these like fan uh, lightsabers, you know, so I definitely believe I can be a good Luke Skywalker. Um, But um, yeah, they didn't see it. So they did from the looks, they said no. And for me, it was then, okay. my acting career is over i go now into finance um you know when we when we want to have sometimes reassurance because i don't want to kind of have the thinking i never tried it uh, so at least always i want to try it and that's why i went alone to to london another story i went alone to paris because um my uncle is uh, in the fashion industry and he was always when i was small a little um, telling me stories about the fashion world and the traveling and i find it um, so great that I wanted to be there as well. So I did crazy stuff then, man. I was waiting in front of the top restaurants in Paris. I just Googled it up where all the celebrities and uh, where all the, the, the fashion designers go. I was waiting in front on a bench, looking um, until uh, the, the, the chef designer from Dior back then is leaving the restaurant so mm. I can pass to him uh, when he's walking back to his office and I can pitch him my story. And I wow. did that. I I, wow. I talked to the to the Chris van Asch back then, uh, uh, chef designer creator of uh, Dior, and uh, I was saying, "Hey, I'm 18, but I want to have an internship in at Dior in fashion. What and fashion." And and he said, "I love the spirit." He actually was so nice. He took five minutes of time, walking with me back to his office, and then gave me a contact where I can hand in my CV. Um, obviously, I was too young. They said you need to have experience. Um, but just this little thing was when I look back at it, I'm like, damn, I was so brave. I couldn't, I think it was brave, but also naive. And, um, uh, I still like to keep my naivety because I think it, it, it gets you to things, um, where you don't think too much about it. Like this little kid, kid thinking, um, where we don't put ourselves into a frame. Um, I, I like to keep that. And I did the same with uh, Karl Lagerfeld. Um, so I, I got to find where he, where he, where he lives. And then I went in with the postman, and I dropped in my application into his post box. So it was so dedicated, uh, back then. Um, and I love that. I have a old folder here, um, because I keep like old reliques, uh, of, of, of me that reminds me of these situations when I'm in pressure situations or whatever, just to remind myself, Hey. Um, you have been here already, you did that back then you can do this now as well. Um, yeah.
1: Strong, strong. So we, we actually did the extended cut now. We did the
0: extended (laughs) cut.
1: David five, five Chris questions to wrap this off. Uh, like let's, let's say five to seven and let's, let's try to keep it short. We will do a, we will probably do a follow-up version at some point. Like yeah. what's, what role does mentorship and coaching play for you? Uh,
0: big role, big role. Um, my biggest mentor in life is my, is my dad. Um, because yeah, he was selling everything, dropping his job because my brother had severe asthma. And we went to the nowhere, in the North, North Germany. He didn't know what to do, but he said, Hey, my family is everything. I will find a job. Um, so, yeah, he was mentoring me in, in, in present situations or situations where that everything looks green to, to behave. And I think a lot of his kind of braveness, I, I learned from that. So that's why I take a lot then from my sports mentors to, to just put in work, dedication, will, um, and also I, I like to talk, um, about, um, it sounds now weird when I said it in a podcast, emotional things. Um, but uh, I think it's so important to connect with your with your inner self and I um, think that's how you can be authentic, how you can be you, uh, yourself, um, because you're not hiding stuff, you're not pretending to be someone. And I think, um, yeah, when you do some inner work and, and we got back then performance coaches at HEC, which was like unknotting a lot of things for me, and I like to, to, to keep that, uh, bring that now to, to our team. That's so important, so. Um,
1: Have a quick yeah. tip here, like a tangible thing to do for anyone?
0: A tangible thing. Uh, I started journaling um, okay. beginning of this year. Um, so basically I, I'm more writing stuff down. I know yet that you do videos for instance, and you, you rewatch the videos. Um, for me, it's more the writing. And um, I look back at times, where I knew I was stressed or pressured, and why was that? because then there a lot of components came together. Yeah. I write down what uh, gives me um, I know what where I can chill now, where I can relax. so um yeah, I think journaling for me was was really helpful and um, I still do that since since beginning of the year yeah
1: then the other question, like if you had to start any other company aside from surf, if you were like, okay. David is starting something new tomorrow and tomorrow you have to kind of like pitch it. What would it be?
0: It probably. I always say I want to have a, a small uh, delicatess store. So it's not a company, but I would love to have that. Um, because I said one day when I can buy salami without looking at the price, I've made it, you know, and that's mm. what I want to bring. Later on, have a little delicatesto of like super nice <laughs> uh, salami and and, and and good stuff to sell it. Because I like to just have a little chat with the people. Why they're buying is do they throw a little party or soiree tonight? And every time I go into the stores, um, it's not that often because my salary is not that high. But I, lo- I love to have these little chats with them. So maybe later I would love to have this for, for a few years.
1: Like the croissant store in front of your house, right? Exactly, exactly. Where the, exactly. Where the dude is not that friendly, though. <laughs> I know, he's not that friendly.
0: But in Berlin, we had, uh, we had a little kiosk in front uh, where I bought like burek, uh, like spinach burek, and the coffee. This guy was awesome.
1: Final question of this blockbuster, David. What are you watching right now? What's inspiring you? What are you? What are you basically charging your energy energy up with? <laughs> so-
0: I was watching actually on the weekend Harry Potter so I <laughs> this is now the most kind of uh, inspirational uh, movie but uh, damn it's it's now fall it's winter time um, Harry Potter gives me really a uh, I know that you also be a Harry Potter fan and it's not a vibe for Harry Potter um, I, I did recently the test which Harry Potter house are you Griffin what though. do you think what do you think
1: yeah, Your are girlfriend does. You're not Slytherin, and I think
0: you're not I imagine Slytherin.
1: now I'm forty percent Slytherin. <laughs> and, and the
0: other sixty? No, no, I'm not forty percent. So I'm thirty-two uh, percent Hufflepuff and twenty-eight mm. uh, percent Gryffindor. So I'm a mix between both. Um, and they said um, because I have uh, unwavering loyal support, and that's the mm-hmm. Hufflepuff house, mm-hmm. um, but also like uh, <clears throat> braveness from from Gryffindor, and then it was Slytherin. 20 something percent, 21%, because that's the, the, the path for success. But they, but it said, um, you're not going for success for, um, treating in other people or stepping into their back, but you have this little like thinking and going for success and then Ravenclaw, I have no clue what Ravenclaw does, but yeah,
1: Ravenclaw studios. Ravenclaw, like lots in the library and stuff. I think.
0: Uh, What are you? What are you, Charles? Did you ever do the test?
1: Uh, Man, I took it like a while ago, but I I wouldn't know right now.
0: Yeah, I think you are probably similar because we are pretty similar as 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 person. Um, We are, but what's like
1: what's what's remarkable about you? And I would have said this actually now at the end of the podcast, once we closed it off, told you in private, but I can also say it on podcast. Like, I think you're. your connection to your inner self, which you actually said. So your Mm. authenticity and. And then you also so so you're authentic, very authentic, very connected to your inner self, and then you radiate an atmosphere of saying that everything will be good regardless of what you're doing.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Like you could found this delicatessen store. You could work in a bank. You could be the CEO of Surf. You could be an employee at Surf. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Like you would still have a good time and fun.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think I've learned that from my mom um, because she always said to me, "David, stay positive. Um, look what's what's forward on you. Don't forget your past. Also, where you're coming from." Um, and where do sometimes... you come
1: from? Where do you come from, by the way? The very last thing. Very yeah. really last.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm coming from a small, small village in northern Germany, and. My my mom she's half half African American It's is also a crazy story because I have a lot of, of my family is 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 also in the U S so it's very exotic mixed up um, with a with a Bavarian traditional family from my dad where where the generations before that's why the French name where the Huguenot who came to, to to Frankfurt or nearby Frankfurt um, so yeah mixed family I think that's why maybe we have also mixed culture. In, um in our company maybe that's also one reason I never thought about this um, and um, yeah she taught me this positivity of course there's also times where I feel like down sad and whatever but what I always say you need to feel right so it doesn't matter if you' are if you're low or high life has not only highs you know it, it reminds me of, of how I met your mother uh, the song the playlist of of um, Barney uh, where he said like a good song has not only highs a good song has good lows as well so I think that's life and you need to feel always right so you need to feel right in your lows you need to feel right in your highs and when I kind of understood it two three years ago it's, it's not a life act like, wow well, I understood life but for me it makes me understand myself and and um, I think this is important to be to be comfortable with yourself doesn't matter what situation you're in if, if good or bad um and sometimes you know you need to dance it out i love to dance and uh, i was doing that at the sas talk just three days ago i was in dublin and we were hosting an event with with chitty piper lavender and dealfront um 120 people were expected 300 people came into a pub we went then after uh to to a bar and i just danced for two hours with the people there um, and it was just fun um, I got kicked out at the end from the from the <laughs> club because of too passionate dancing, but that's me, and I, I love that, and I don't like to to hide it. Anyway, and yeah.
1: that, that's a beautiful closing. And now you're getting kicked out of this vidcast for passion, passionate passionate <laughs> talking. Hey, David, thanks thanks a million for your time. Seriously, thank you for for all of the stories here. Uh, you're an amazing dude, and really looking forward to uh, meeting you next time in Likewise. Pershing. We will
0: meet at, next right, swipe. big thanks. We will meet at Thanksgiving, actually, next time in Berlin. You know that we do that every year. I'm looking forward to that. And it was very uh, easy, uh, as always, and uh, felt, again, very comfortable in, in that podcast. So thanks for this. Um, and, yeah. Seeing you very soon.
1: Thanks for listening to Nonlinear. If you like the content, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. That's at I am Krishy three three as the number and Chrisy with S C H I. Reach out on any of the platforms if you have comments, questions, or just want to chat.